Hello, hello, everybody. Cheers. Happy Wednesday or whatever day it is when you're listening to this, if you're a listener after the fact. But welcome to the With Her Two Hands podcast, where each week we get to sit down with another incredibly talented woman who works in the still very non-traditional careers of the trades. I'm your host, Bogey, and I am a master auto mechanic by trade. But this series is all about celebrating women in all sorts of different trades whether it's the construction trades, automotive trades, um, you name it. We've had somebody represented on um, on this podcast, and we've gotten a, a great opportunity over the last couple of years to meet some really incredible women and share their stories. The purpose behind this whole series um, is because as somebody who has had the, the real honor and privilege to be kind of thrust into the spotlight through the TV show All Girls Garage, I hear often from people that they say, oh, yeah, there's a handful of women who do this kind of work. I know two or three maybe, and they always talk about the women who are on TV. And the reality is, is there are thousands and thousands and thousands of amazing women out there in the world every day uh, doing incredible work um, and and just really unsung heroes and really fighting the good fight and dealing with a lot of crap, unfortunately, along the way, but also having some incredible successes. So this podcast is all about celebrating them, hearing their stories, hearing about their struggles, but hearing about their wins. Uh, and so I'm really excited to have you guys all join us this evening and I'm excited about our guest tonight. Um, I do have to say a big thank you to our sponsor for this episode is Drive Time. If you're not familiar with Drive Time, definitely go check them out. They're a really incredible organization. Um, they, um, they're they a used car seller, but they do so much more than that because they rehab their cars and they have a huge in-house team of folks that does all of the work and they create through that a lot of opportunities for young people to kind of get their start in the industry, find their home, find their passion, and get lots of training along the way. So if you're looking for a foot in the door, definitely a great company to go check out. And without further ado, it's time to jump into this. We have an amazing guest um, who is going to be joining us tonight. Um, she is a um, a woman of all trades. She is a, a Jane of all trades, one might say, um, but uh, definitely doesn't go with that stereotype of master of none. She is a master of everything she does. She is a Red Seal journeyman plumber. Um, she is also a roofer. She is also a class B gas fitter. Um, she does a lot of things and she's being able to take all of those skills and bring them into two, not one, but two super successful businesses. Um, and so I'm really excited to hear about her journey, how she got her start, and and really how she got her businesses started, because I know a lot of folks out there watching this, um, and I hear from folks all the time who say that they would love to open up their own business one day. So curious to hear about what her experiences have been like doing that. So with Without any further ado, let's bring Mary Ann in and you guys can meet her for yourself. Mary Ann, welcome. Hello. How's it going? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me today. This is Absolutely. fantastic. Super Absolutely. excited. I'm so excited. I've been following you for, for a little bit now on social media, and I think uh, what you're doing is is awesome. I love um, I love your content. I love how upbeat it always is and, um, and just really shining a positive light on women in the trades and just everything you're doing to really pave the way for so many people. But I'm so curious how you got your start and how this whole journey started out for you before we dive in too deep, will you tell the fine folks at home, introduce yourself. I gave, you heard me give a little introduction to you, but tell us where you're at um, and tell us about your business and, and what you do, and then we'll dive into the past. Yeah, so I um, guess I started in construction when I was 18. I'm 37 now, so it's been almost 20 years, which is crazy to think about. I kind of feel a little old, actually, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I, in all honesty, was a high school dropout. Um, not that I was, you know, failing my grades because I was actually a straight A student. I was um, going to be a doctor originally, but oh, wow. when you drop out of school, you kind of close some doors. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did end up getting my uh, equivalency eventually, but it 
you know, I, I started exploring other options and the thought of upgrading and all that was a little intimidating. So I had always had interest in the labor field, I guess you could say. Um, I was raised on a hobby farm, so hard work is always part of your daily life and the consulting industry just kind of looked inviting but fairly impossible at the time it was the time back then and i don't know i guess eventually eventually after several hundred resumes what it felt like somebody finally gave me a job and that was with a roofing and renovation company. So I started as a laborer and just worked my way up. Eventually, plumbing, roofing, yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's a lot of there's a lot in between there, obviously. Right? <laughs> so we're gonna dissect this a little bit if that's okay. Do you mind me asking? So you you were doing well in school and you were thinking about being a doctor. How how come you dropped out? Because I feel like a lot of kids, especially kids who wind up in the trades, have that like school isn't for me. It's just like was it that? Like it just wasn't for you? Were there oh, other situations? No, school was very much for me. Yeah. Interesting. I was, like, super good at school. <laughs> uh, but I was actually really heavily bullied in school. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was to the point that I just kind of got tired of dealing with it. So uh, halfway through grade 11, I know I only had a year and a half left. And I said that I would do homeschooling instead. You know, I would, oh. I got a job by that time at McDonald's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, it was, you know, six bucks an hour is pretty awesome. I guess. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I, you know, I was working and I ended up moving out pretty young. I my, came from a broken marriage, you know, like my parents divorced when I was at that very impressionable age of 14, 15. So I moved out when I was like just barely 16. I don't even think I was 16 yet. Oh, wow. You were a baby. Yeah. yeah. I was a year ahead. So in school. So that was why I was in grade 11 when I okay. dropped out. It was 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, bullying basically is what drove me <laughs> to dropping out of school. But wow. it, was, it was fine. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, because you yeah. worked, you turned out all right. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. but homeschooling, it was like not for me. No, I did not have the self discipline for that at all. I know some people can do it, but I just, I couldn't yeah. do it. No. That's so crazy. I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing in like hindsight to be able to say like it all worked out well and everything is fine and like it's, it's fine. But in the moment, I'm sure that that was, that must have been really traumatic and really difficult to have such extreme bullying that you were driven to leave. Yeah, it was, there was a, yeah, it sucked for sure. I would never yeah. relive high school ever again. That's for sure. Or middle school actually. But that matters. Right? Elementary school was cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, middle school and high school, it was hard. It was definitely yeah. hard. Yeah. So I would never relive those. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I'm I'm sorry that that was your experience. I mean, I'm glad you ended up where you ended up because you're rocking it. Yes, um, but uh, I'm sorry that it had to be a, a challenging path to get there. Uh, it just makes you stronger in the end. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So what, I mean, you grew, you said you grew up on a hobby farm. So what, what did that mean? Like, what were you, what, what, is a hobby farm. Does yeah, that so constitute? Mostly, mostly poultry, actually. Sorry, my chair's a little squeaky. Um, okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's oil. Uh, mostly poultry, but there, we had some larger livestock as well, like goats and eggs and what else do they have? The thousand, I think it was in the thousands. At the very least, the high okay. ones of birds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any interest in going into farming? Like, was that an interest or was that never a... Uh, the, that face just says it all. For those of you who are listening <laughs> well, no, I, and not I really watching. I did. I actually <laughs> was really... It, I was kind of heartbroken when my parents flipped because the animals, you know, obviously didn't... I moved with my mom because my dad was... Uh, not because my I... <laughs> <laughs> my dad worked for the Coast Guard, so there was like no option. Okay. But I love both my parents, they're fantastic. Um, yeah, so 
I guess what was the question? <laughs> uh, are you a fellow ADHD girl? Shiny squirrel, what? Um, it was, uh, did you ever have any interest in being a farmer and, oh, and kind of continuing yeah. I mean, that path? To some degree, I guess, you know, but I don't know. It was so long ago as well yeah. that I couldn't even, yeah. I don't think so because there, it was never in my cards. Like, okay, I was going to be an astronaut at one okay. point. Like, and I was serious, very serious. <laughs> I like um, it. Doctor, pediatrician, those were like my go-to. That's what I was going to do. One of those. So how did how did laborer and tradesperson and roofer kind of come out of that? Because those are very different jobs. <laughs> they are very different. Well, you know, like after moving out, I was working the kind of deadbeat jobs. And I admit that I got into trouble when I lived on my own at such a young age, you know. Understandably. Yeah, we all kind of went through that phase, but it just happened really young. Um, and I guess what, what happened, I was at a bus stop going to my deadbeat job, you know, and... I shouldn't say that. It was it was just a job for a young person. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was sitting at the bus stop and somebody had asked me for directions. And I, this is like so bad, but he's kind of cute. And he offered a ride <laughs> into town to my work after. And I took the ride. Hey. <laughs> and we ended up going on a date and he owned a construction company. <laughs> um, and you know, he's like, well, you know, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I worked at a pizza place at the time. I don't know what I want to do. And I was like, oh yeah, construction. That's super cool. You know, I would love to get into something like that. I love working my hands and crafty, you know? Um, and he, his response was, well, why don't you? And nice. Like, oh. And it obviously didn't work out. I mean, <laughs> it's like a date <laughs> bus stops. <laughs> I mean, hey, you never know. Weirder yeah, things have yeah, happened. That was, that was kind of the, the bug that got in my ear. And then at that That's point, amazing. I just started putting resumes out. And funny story, actually, I ended up the first job that I, that I got was subcontracting from that. Oh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, oh, okay. it, it just goes to show you never know where like opportunities are going to come from um, yeah. but i i love that his response was why don't you and not why would you want to right like yeah. that it was a well cool do it yeah exactly especially for that time you know yeah like, 20 years ago it was not women in construction was not prevalent for sure not like yeah. it no it was, and we're seeing more and more but it is definitely I mean, we're still still by far the minority, but back then, oh, yeah. twenty years ago, it was it was dramatically worse. Yes, it was very much worse <laughs> on so, so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to talk about. It. I want to hear about it. So you're like, you don't have any experience. You don't have any training at this point. You're just putting yourself out there and applying for jobs. How how did that experience go for you? And how like how were you received? Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, it didn't really go very well. <laughs> um, I, I guess I, I probably handed out a hundred-ish resumes to pretty much every construction company in the yellow pages back when that was a thing. <laughs> now we're just <laughs> aging ourselves here, Marianne. <laughs> yellow pages. Zero response. Nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, which, yep. you know, was understandable, I guess, at the time, you know, you got Marianne Bocott on your resume and, and not that anybody ever called me for an interview, but if they did, you know, I was like barely a hundred, I don't even think I was a hundred pounds, you know, hundred pounds, five foot two, 18 year old teenager, <laughs> you know, yeah, with no experience. Me either. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Young, no experience, and female on top of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but here, like, I, I totally missed that part of the question too. That whole ADHD thing. Right? Um, I live on an island in Canada, and it's Vancouver Island, Southern. And it's all about who you know here, and not what you know. Well, not all, but it's it plays a role for sure. Yeah. So the the only person that gave me a chance was a friend of mine's uncle. 
Okay. And after I had asked my friend if I if he could put me out of the job because he was a roofer, and he said that he did, but when I asked his uncle, he did not. <laughs> but that's okay. No, he gave me a job, and he gave me a job like immediately start on Monday. So I ended nice. up working three jobs at that time. So I was okay. pizza place during the evenings, okay. roofing during the day, and then a wow. bar at night. Wow. Yeah, on weekends. Yeah, so it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he got me started, and at the pizza place, I was making eleven fifty an hour as like a manager doing bar rush shifts, which was sometimes fun, I guess. But sometimes. <laughs> and he started me at twelve fifty, and I was Ooh. like, "Wow, I'm rich. <laughs> this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so it, within a month, I was making 17 and I was, you know, had a nail gun and roofing away and nice. I did all the attic work <laughs> for the carpentry side, renovation side of things, you know, I got to try a little bit of tiling and yeah, just a bit of everything. And I worked for him for probably about eight, a year and a half to two years. Okay. And Were you just I, learning on the job as you went? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I picked, I'm a pretty quick learner when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I moved up fairly quickly and nice. Um, but I worked with my ex. <laughs> okay. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I actually shouldn't say that because I work with my partner now <laughs> <laughs> well working with a current partner is different than working with an ex-partner um <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's blood blast still every, <laughs> every job, but it's fine. no we don't work with each other all the time um but yeah we work together him his uh my friend who whose uncle owned the company was his cousin uh, was, okay my ex was his cousin so we all work together like one big happy family and when things fell apart, I ended up going and working. Um, I asked for a job from the company that we were subcontracting from. Okay. Which was a commercial roofing company. Okay. Where I met my current partner. <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> so how, how were they with you? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you kind of knew them. So were they cool with teaching you, taking you under their wing? Were you... Like, how was that kind of first job experience? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty small company. So it was just my ex, my friend. And then there was, like, another side of the company that did asbestos removal. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it was very much detached. So it was really just the three of us plus boss man, who was kind of old, so he didn't really do too much. Wasn't there often. Part. But, yeah, it was... Um, Excelling at something quickly is hard on people that you work with sometimes, mm. especially when you're the female. So there was def there was definitely some challenges in that aspect with my friend. There was some jealousy going on, and you know the fact that I was doing a little better than he was when he'd been working for a long time. I think yeah. left some sourness, but yeah, whatever it's to be expected, you know. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that is definitely, I've, I've heard that from people upon occasion. Like it's one thing getting into a job and, and excelling right away. If you're one of the guys, then mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, look at you, right? But when you excel really quickly and you're the woman, then it's, then there's all these other layers of stuff that come with that. How, mm -hmm. how did you handle that when that started to rise up and you were experiencing that kind of like jealousy feeling and the, I would just, you know, just ignore it. Well, no, no, I don't think that I would ignore it. No, I would, there was definitely some back talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever really kept my mouth shut too much. I mean, there, there was a time and a place for sure, but you know, no, I don't know. It just, sometimes there was bickering, but yeah, whatever. I I didn't work with them long enough for it to really make too much of a difference, That's good. I guess. Yeah, but I did, with the commercial company that I worked with, I became the deficiency girl. That the would def fix, 
Yes. So I would go through because it was all inspected jobs. I would go through and fix all the jobs that got buggered up. Oh, neat code or okay. It's like quality control to a degree. It was the quality control, which made a lot of dudes butthurt. Yeah. Yeah. They, it made some bad juju on the job site every now and again. (laughs) Interesting. I bet. Yeah, so yeah, there was definitely that, but it's like I didn't work with those people like on their crews. The crews that I worked on ever since the beginning really have been pretty fantastic, you know, especially when I started with that company. My my crew was amazing. Like they were brothers. I was little sister, you know, they took care of me because my ex caused me a lot of problems after that, would even come to my job sites and stir things up. Oh, wow. Yeah, he even loosened the tires on my truck once. Drove oh God! Three days. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I've been very blessed to have worked with some pretty amazing people and really very knowledgeable tradesmen and yeah, let's say tradeswomen because I don't think I've worked under any. Nope. (laughs) Do you remember when the first, have you ever worked with another tradeswoman? Did you ever like come across that in the field? Starting my company. I'm just trying to think about the last company I worked with. No, no, no. So 19 years in and not until you started your own business. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's a tough question. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that stands out when it happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I worked on a job site with a lot of other women, but, you know, as plumbers, no, I don't think that I worked with any other plumbers. Interesting. No. Did that bother you? No, not at all. Nice. No. I mean, I enjoy the company of women. I do now, anyways. There was a time that I didn't which is another reason why I was in construction. (laughs) I worked at Wendy's as well. And there was some nasty women that I've worked with. They're awful, you know? I don't know what their problem was. (laughs) Well, I mean, just like there's some awful men, there are some awful women. Like, it's not, you know, there is. (laughs) But it kind of, like, veered me away from working with women for, you know, a long time. I was like, no, construction. There's no women here. So, you know, and it's funny because now I have like such a great group of amazing women friends. Yeah. And I've had some great women employees and I have some great women tradespeople that I have met over the years and have worked on job sites with. And that's yeah, a lot. I have a yeah. different outlook on it these days. Yes. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Yeah. Is is there was there a point in this process where you f- like fell in love with what you were doing? I mean, you kind of came to it in this weird sort of way and it was definitely not like what you set out to do until this moment. You didn't have experience doing it before then. Was there a moment where you were like, "Yes, I love this and this is this is what I want to do the rest of my life or did you just wake up one morning and it was 20 years later like did you did you fall in love <laughs> I can't believe it's been almost 20 years insane time flies uh, man yeah it's nutty um I don't know actually I know that I really really enjoyed roofing when I was doing it until I started on big commercial jobs okay uh i as we have found out have the attention span (laughs) of that squirrel (laughs) so i get bored really easily and those sites is why i've actually stuck with residential the whole time um those job sites i just go way too bored you know the monotony of them and just the same thing every day in and yeah. day out, the same drive every day and day out. And it just, I found it very boring. I know some people love it and it's just not for me. Yeah. And so I loved roofing until that point. And then I got really sick of it really fast. And that's when I started looking for some other options. Okay. Still in construction though. I did definitely want to stay in construction. And there was a couple reasons behind that. Okay. One was because I do love working in construction. 
I love the freedom of it. You know, I, it doesn't matter. Maybe there's even more freedom now, but at the time, you know, when you still had to actually work for your job and prove yourself and all that. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I just liked it. And, <laughs> but I didn't like roofing anymore. <laughs> so I was looking for another job and it was basically starting all over again with those resumes and trying to figure out what was, what was going, you know, any other option other than roofing. Basically. <laughs> okay. And some other ones as well. But um, I went to a women's exploration, trades exploration course. Oh. I don't think I finished it, but it's a lot better now, apparently. But when I went, it was like the first stages, I think. And okay. it was, it was okay. But the plumbing department, they had not a lot of like hands-on when it came to the plumbing. And there was just this wall, like a display case. And it was this glass display case. And there was a bunch of PVC pipe all put together in like this formation. And there's primer and glue, like just everywhere. And a, <laughs> like, I come from an artistic background, my mother, <laughs> my sister, myself, you know, even my dad. And it's like, oh my God, I want no part of that. <laughs> But it was the first one that came my way. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the first job opportunity that came your way? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, initially you were repulsed by it. and I, was, I wanted no part of plumbing. I was like, oh, no. If that is what you do every day, then there is a heart now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the opportunity came up and you're like, okay, well, I guess this is it. Yeah, well, with... The roofing as well, like I tried to get an apprenticeship, but um, it was really hard to do because my boss at the time didn't think that I should be a flat roofer because I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought about going into sheet metal, but I don't know. It's because roofing and sheet metal are kind of in the same, they are in the same union and I work for a union company. Okay. But I couldn't be in the union unless I was part of that side of the company. Ah. So... Anyways, off track again. No, that's um, okay. no, that's an that's an interesting off track though. So you so you couldn't be part of the union because you weren't in that side of the business, and he wouldn't put you into the apprenticeship program because he personally didn't think that you should do it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not that I'm like regretful of that because do I really want to be a flat roofer now? It's like no, not really. You know. Though it is a great job and more people should join. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's definitely it, need more roofers out there. Right. Like, it's one thing to say, like, it's not for you versus like, it, you know, it could be a yeah. great career, just not necessarily what you wanted to do. But, yeah, but he it. made that decision for you, which is like, yes. that's not cool. Yeah, definitely. He made it. That's because I tried, I even went to the union hall and everything. Well, I didn't go there. I called them. And they're like, what do you mean you work for this company and you're not signed up with the union? And I was like, oh. yeah, I know. And it kind of like, I got the pot stirring. And then guess what happened? I got shipped off to a, one of their subcontractors. So now I work for their company and not the union company. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Which is that great crew that I worked with, though. Yeah. So, but it's funny how it all. Yeah. But really how I got into plumbing, um, that whole job opportunity, I, the only person that I really knew that owned a company was this guy, Rick. And I think I pestered him for like two years. And then I just eventually stopped. He was like a friend of a friend, you know, had been to some parties together or whatever and just pestered him, pestered him. And I actually finally gave up. I just stopped because there was nothing. He said, maybe I'd give you a job if you did the entry level course, which was a six month course. It's like, there's no way that I'm doing a six month course for a movie. Mm -mm. I mean, that's fair. No, I mean, it's not like now where you could just like do the six months course and you get a job anywhere, you know, right here anyways, like you can literally get a job anywhere. Even as a woman, do you think it's changed that much over time that, yeah. I mean, like, I know that some people still find, have a hard time finding a job. Some women, I, I haven't been following Facebook pages closely as I used to, but um there's like a local facebook tradeswoman um page and i know that some women still struggle but for the most part i think that it's easy to get a job if you have like nice. a foot in the door are you like eager at all it's like, yeah sure. yeah 
done. <laughs> so, so despite your disdain for plumbing at that point, you wind up going into plumbing and getting that job. Is it because you like applied for a ton of places and that was the only place that said yes? Kind of same uh, thing? Or? Yeah. Well, basically, yes. I, at that time, I think had, I don't like to say that I threw in the towel and maybe I was just taking a break from looking because I am like quite persistent when it comes to things, but you know, it was summertime. So roofing's busy and yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it, it was like, it was all over again, trying to get your foot in the door. It's like, I have construction experience. I can operate tools, you know, I'm really good with a grinder and a skill saw. <laughs> gun. You can nail stuff all day long. And I couldn't get a job. I really, it was, yeah, I could not. And finally he called me up out of the blue one day, went through a streak of bad employees and said, do you still want that apprenticeship? And I said, I'm beside my boss right now. Can I call you back? <laughs> <laughs> and then I talked about it with uh, my partner, and he said that I'd be an idiot if I didn't take the job. So okay, yeah, nice. All right. So did you wind up liking plumbing? Obviously, because you stuck yes, with it. I did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not the wall of plumbing. Oh, whatever that was. I don't know who put that up there, but they should really, if they haven't, they should take it down. They were doing a disservice <laughs> to the industry. Yeah. 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 That is like <laughs> <in> my brain. <laughs> so now you are a Red Seal journeyman plumber. So mm -hmm. at some point you went through a, a, a formal apprenticeship then, yes, and training or how, how does, because I'm from the U.S. where we're, you know, we don't have fancy certifications and, and, all of that kind of stuff. So what was Isn't involved in trade in the States? Is Say it, that again. Or like, what do they call it? Is it There's nothing like literally the person who paints my nails when I get my nails painted needs more certification than a tradesperson, at least in the automotive side, like auto mechanics, you don't have to have anything. There's nothing required to become right. a mechanic. Um, we don't have an apprenticeship program and, and kind of all of that stuff formalized. Some states are starting to do it, but it's very, it's very rare. Um, yeah, and I think in some of the construction trades within the unions, there's a little bit more of it, but it's really not as established as you guys have. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a four or was at the time a four-year apprenticeship. And I think it was like almost five thousand hours that i had to complete before i could hope that my boss would sign off on my apprenticeship okay. uh, so it was four years of school not full-time school like full-time during a six to eight week period so okay first to third year was six weeks per year okay and then fourth year was eight weeks and then at the time plumbing and class b gas was combined so okay. pending that you past your plumbing ticket you got your plumbing ticket you would get your gas pending that you pass the test and that okay. side of the course but they've now separated it sort of so now it's plumbing is four years still four years school i believe it's five years of hours so it's okay. like almost six thousand hours I think, yeah it's a lot six thousand hours and then it, to get your gas ticket, you have to go for another year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't disagree with because there is some scary gas fitting out there. It's scary. Yeah. So if it'll deter the people that don't work with gas that have their ticket yeah. from getting their ticket and working on it, then, you know, <laughs> I think that it's, it's a, a good thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm generally a fan of more certifications just mm. in general. I think it's a, it's, yeah. You know, when we're talking about stuff that's structural and stuff that can yeah. hurt people if it's not done right, or like just, why would we not want to have lots of certifications? Exactly. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, yeah, if you have your plumbing ticket and you pass your gas exam, it doesn't matter if you work with it or not, yeah. you still have your ticket and can work on it, you know? And it's, there's, you can tell when somebody has not worked with gas and they yeah. are installing stuff. Yeah. And it's scary, you know. Plumbing, it'll flood your house, sure. That sucks. <laughs> but gas, that'll kill you, you know? <laughs> so.
Don't yeah, know. no, that's definitely definitely something that you want to have, like somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm very grateful that I've been able to work with guests throughout my entire apprenticeship, into you know owning a company. We're probably seventy five percent guests, actually. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'm I'm very. Now, were you mostly residential on on the plumbing and gas side of things as well? Like, did you have the same aversion to big commercial Ooh. builds? Yeah, yeah. When I was an apprentice into journeyman status, I worked on spec houses. Okay. In those big subdivisions where they're all cookie cutter houses. Mm -hmm. and I hate it. Doing the so, same thing over and over and over it was again. The same, literally the same thing, yeah. like the same five houses over and over. Oh, wow. Over again. And of course, if you get good at something, like I got good at the mechanical side with all exposed piping being this artiste, uh, I could slam out these mechanical rooms super fast and they'd look super good. And so that is all I did for like a couple years. And I had to threaten to quit. Like three oh, wow. times I think to finally move on to other things it's like you know I'm about to get my ticket in the next year or something like that and I really don't know much about roughing a house so it took some muscle to actually learn other things because if you yeah like I said get good at one thing you start doing that one thing yeah they found something you excelled at and they're like sweet someone's good at this yeah there. Exactly. yeah yeah so when I left that company I think boss was pretty devastated because I was one of the only two well not the only one of the only two gas ready because everyone's got their gas ticket but one of the only two out of the company that were like running the gas jobs oh, wow. so yeah he was pretty yeah impressed when I left yeah <laughs> how how long were you in the field and working for other companies before you decided to go out on your own uh, I want to say it was six years. Okay. I think. Yeah. So I, honestly, I was fairly fresh into journeyman status before yeah. when I started my company. And I really didn't even want to start a company. Okay. It was, it was like the last thing on my agenda. So why did you? Yeah. Like I like a steady paycheck. Okay somebody else leaving the job at the end of the day drop tool belt and jam out the door you know don't have right. to think about anything for 24 7. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep I love um, it that like that's the myth though right like people working jobs that want to own their own business they're like I want to own my own place so I can have more time and I can have more yeah. freedom right. and I no meanwhile all of us who have our own businesses were like god I miss the days when I could just punch a clock and leave <laughs> So why did you start a business if this was not what you thought you wanted to do? How did that happen? Was it like by accident? Oops, I own a business now. How did, how did this happen? Well, sort of. <laughs> <Okay>. sort of. <laughs> I actually hurt my back. I hurt my back once roofing. So okay. sciatica, full fledged, you know, pinched a nerve mm. on the right side. So I was all, you know, twins. Um, I got the yeah, same thing. Eventually it got better, you know, and, and then at work plumbing nine years later, I tweaked the other side. Of course. Same disc apparently or same vertebrae. I don't know, whatever. Anyways, exactly the same on the opposite side. So I was off work for three months. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, that was hard. Yeah. And I went through a little phase where I was like, I can't do this job. Mm. We shouldn't be in construction. I was like not a spokeswoman for women in trades at that time. Because, because of the physical injuries or was there other reasons? No, it was all about the physical injury. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. I was Miss Negative Nelly for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something else because I am smart. I'm going to go back to school. <laughs> I'm going to go get my hair ticket. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay, so you went like total opposites. I did. Okay. But the problem with that is that you go all the way back down that ladder. 
Yes. So, you know, I, not that I was like a very high paid journeyman plumber because, you know, back then it wasn't really a thing getting paid high dollars, especially as a woman. <laughs> but um, yeah, going from what I was making to making a minimum wage yeah, and starting all over school again, like full time, full time yeah. school, like actual full time <laughs> where you need a student loan. <laughs> You know, when I went to school, it was like $500 each year. And that Seriously? Covered. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Wow. It yeah. It was not that it's cheap for me. <laughs> but at the time, it was like five, 600 bucks or something, and you were good to go. Wow. Yeah, so I was going to do hair. I okay. even applied for the student loan. I got approved. Okay. And, and then I was like, wow, okay, I got approved. I'm like, I'm like sweating. <laughs> oh god okay i also bought a house at 23. okay you know, my partner and i we bought a house and i got a mortgage and i've got this new truck that i just bought because of course you make more you spend more right yes <laughs> and i had this truck and i've got truck payments and i've got mortgage and bills and this that and the next thing and i'm like how am i gonna do this and, you know, as that time went on, my back started getting better. I was more mobile. I still struggled. But, you know, my partner, he said, why don't you just pick and choose your jobs and maybe try your own thing? Do some side jobs or something, you know? Okay. I was like, oh. and then I, you know, there was like some women over here because I actually started sewing custom swimsuits because I sew as well, or at least. Oh, I my goodness. Yeah, I used to sew custom swimsuits. I already thought you were a woman of all trades, and now you just like keep throwing out more (laughs) things that you excel at. There and so, or I could just stand there and sew all day, you know, because I would had nothing else going on. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna just sell some swimsuits on Etsy. Amazing. Yeah, you got really busy really fast, and I don't (laughs) sew at all anymore. Oh, God, I lost track of what I was saying. Um, <laughs> uh, your partner was encouraging you to do some oh, side right, jobs. Yes. So <laughs> I had this other company that I started, Surge Apparel and Beachwear. And <laughs> so that was, like, getting super busy. And I guess, yeah, it's I, – I couldn't I, – I just couldn't make that a job. So, he, you know, he said – Maybe you should just try and do your own thing. I had some women over here from like women in business um, group being okay. like, oh, your swimsuits are awesome, but you should really just start a plumbing company. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to put my name on the business card just like I decided to not put my name on my resume, my first name. Interesting. Because, because you were a woman. Yes. Because a woman's name. Okay. I didn't want people to think that they were, well, to find out unexpected, you know, well, yeah. it was unexpected. Yeah. I did, I, the same thing. Yeah. I did the same thing. It's interesting. I did the same thing when I, st- yeah. When I started my shop, I like very much did not want my name associated with it. I didn't want anybody to know that it was a female owned shop. And it wasn't until like after the fact that I realized that that was actually an asset and not a detriment. Yeah, I found that out after too. Yeah. I was like, what should I call the company? And some people were like, oh, girly name, feminine name. And then there was other like, no, don't do that. You're going to end up broke as a joke. You know, (laughs) you're not going to have any jobs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, how about like a name that sounds corporate, you know? So I came up with Westcom. (laughs) That's Western Communities. Okay. That's the area that we live in. So Westcom Plumbing and Gas, well, Heating originally until I incorporated. Okay. Um, and then I switched the name. And now I kind of wish that I went the opposite way because, you know, we've, it's just myself and one other person now. Yeah. But at the time that there was like nine of us, it was pretty well all women the whole time. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. That we've had. That's amazing. Three. three Men. Yeah. Was that intentional, I'm assuming? No, it was not. It was not because we don't get resumes from guys. (laughs) 
because guys don't want to work for a woman. Yeah. Which is understandable. I I get it. I get it. Like I kind of do and I kind of don't. Like I hear you and for a very known woman owned and mostly female staff. Yeah. Does that guy out of all of the options he has on the southern Vancouver Island, why (laughs) in the hell would he pick me? (laughs) You know? I feel like it weeds out the the jerks though, right? Because the guys that do apply are gonna be the awesome guys. All jerks. No, they are not some of them are wonderful there's a lot of jerks but some of them are wonderful and i feel like because i had the same thing i had a mostly female um uh, like employee base at my shop um and i but i did have a couple of men and like it weeded it out because like no jerk dude was gonna apply at my shop so like i only got like the good ones which was nice yes it was a nice little filter yeah. But the ones that I did have were great. <laughs> they were great. But one left for the union because okay. of whatever reason the union has more to offer. Yeah. That's what they think anyways until they actually work for the union. Anyways, but we won't get into that. <laughs> and then another one, um, he went to go. He was actually a landscaper. And okay. Opening a landscaping company, which is good for him. And then another one, it just didn't work out. It happens. It happens. So you've been in business now for how long? Eight years. Yeah, just over eight years. Eight years. It was eight years in March, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. That's that's no small feat. Like, it's a years right time time flies i mean it's it's a it's a big deal like people who don't own businesses don't necessarily know this or or appreciate like how big of a thing it is to stay in business for eight years to make it that long so congratulations it's it's phenomenal that's great especially when you have a tool purchasing program Yes. Problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? An addiction to tools. Yeah, uh, we've got a yeah, we've got yeah. a comment here from uh, another plumber. Actually, I don't know if you know Kelly Ireland. Um, uh, she says, "Not saying guys aren't scared to work for me. Most wouldn't like uh, like what we said. We get the good guys because it's generally guys who don't like accountability who don't want to work for a woman. That's a that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys aren't connected, uh, Marianne and Kelly, you guys should totally meet each other if you have not yet. Um, I will I will connect you guys offline. Um, also, a, a business owner in the plumbing world. So, oh, nice. um, yeah." Um, so you've been in business for eight years. That's phenomenal. That's usually successful. And you just added on because you had a plumbing business, plumbing and gas, mm-hmm. and now you just added to that. And now you have a roofing division or a whole separate company as well. It's a company under. Okay. Like a sub sub company. Yeah. 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 And it's like very, like, I don't advertise, you know, okay. I'll like post the odd thing on Instagram or whatever, but for the most part, it's just all word of mouth because Summer is a very short time, mm-hmm. you know, don't really do much roofing except for repairs in the winter. And by the time, you know, we're already booked up for the year. We yeah. were booked up for the year before, you know, it was, I don't know, last, last summer. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you can only take on so much. Yeah. So are you yeah. all word of mouth mostly in referral business? 100%, yeah. 100% nice. word of mouth. Yeah. So now looking back, like, do you find it an asset? Like, is it a benefit being a female now that you're your own business owner? Does, or does it, does it not make a for difference or for the roofing or for, for, for either? And when I not, not so much, obviously when it comes to employees, but like when it comes to customers, it, do they, is it a benefit? Is it, does it hurt you yeah, that you're female? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like there's obviously some people that we don't know because they don't hire us because right. we're women and that's fine. I don't really care at all, actually. <laughs> right. I don't want to work with you anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And the people that do hire us already know, you know, even right from the beginning, because I come from a small town, you know, and this is where my home is based and this is the home based business where we're you know we do we do work all over the south island but because 
I come from this town, which is very small, it's very easy to open the company. You know, word got out very quickly. And it's like, oh, you know, I went to school with her. Oh, I was her teacher, you know, like I right. see her at the grocery store every day because she doesn't plan well enough <laughs> meals for the week. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was very easy to open a company. But the people that do hire us already know. Yeah. Um, but we do do a lot of work for like single women, nice. single moms, you know, who you know some of them may have had issues in the past with men or don't feel comfortable having a man in their home when they're not when they're at home alone so we get a lot of clientele like that which is nice you know it's nice being able to be somebody that can work in a home for maybe has a little bit of trauma in that or like a little bit scared or whatnot so yeah it's, it's nice that's awesome I love it. All right. So now, I mean, you didn't want to own a business and then you, you kind of, now you're eight years in, are you? Want to. (laughs) No, I like my paycheck every two weeks. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Are you glad, are you glad you started the business or do you? I I mean, obviously some days I'm just like, just, (laughs) um but you know it it lets me lead a pretty amazing life you know like yes I had freedom then when I worked for a company I would take off for my you know four weeks a year on vacation whether you know boss man liked it or not which was not but I went anyways and you know it was really flexible and and all that but it's even I, I don't want to say that it's even more flexible because it's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. You know, yeah. like I get up at five, sometimes earlier, sometimes a bit later in the morning and I do paperwork until yeah. I leave. And then I come home and usually do the mass phone calls because I really don't answer my phone during the day. And I know some people hate it because I'm really sometimes hard to get yeah. hold of. Yeah. But it says right in my answering machine that I will get back to you again <laughs> because we are in high demand. And not just me and yeah. not just myself as being a woman plumber, you know, every plumbing company here is like that. So it's, yeah. not, it's not like it's just a, a yeah. new thing. Yeah. yeah. We're all busy. Yeah. yeah, I feel like being a business owner, like you do eventually like get to the point where you have a little more freedom and a little more flexibility, but like yeah. it you put in your time. Like you yeah. definitely put in your time. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like I am not just busy at work, like I do all my extracurricular things outside of work and then yeah. I somehow cram into my schedule, you know, like right. surfing and climbing and and roller skating and and what else do I oh, what else do I do? I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's like the house chores too that you still need to like cram in there. You go to the gym. You know, right. Those. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all self-inflicted, hundred percent. But you know, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it because I don't think that I could work for somebody now too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I definitely. I say cheers to that. I hear you. Yeah. I'm bossy, <laughs> but now I'm even more bossy. I think. <laughs> what would you? What would you say has been your like biggest challenge in in starting and growing your business? Uh the the startup actually um that whole bit with not putting my name on the business card mm. that was i think the biggest struggle you know and definitely starting up financially was hard because you need a lot of tools as a plumber especially one that does a bit of everything you know some people are shocked that how many tools i i own but really it's like you're doing plumbing you're doing gas you're doing all different types of plumbing you're doing drain clean you're doing renovations you know new construction repairs there's a lot going on so the the financial bit was hard um and then the startup was i don't know i guess just a mental challenge you know just yeah yeah i don't know did you did you start small and grow and you said you said at some at one point you had eight eight people working for you of us all together so yeah 
So did you grow uh, organically I, or was it like, did you go take out a loan and go big? Uh, like no, I, it was kind of slow and steady with the employees, you know, like I didn't have any for the first year or two. I can't remember exactly. And then, you know, there was one and then there was none. And then and there was another one and then there's two and then there was three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and you know, I was warned in the beginning not to go too big too fast, but I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I like to learn my own lessons. <laughs> and I did. That's exactly what happened, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't the financial bit in that. And mind you, it's not like I made any more money because I did not. <laughs> I think I made less money, actually. And yeah, I guess I got to the point COVID hit. Ah. Not to bring up that bad word or anything like that. But right. COVID just, and yeah. it's a very easy way to do some housekeeping. Mm. And I just got rid of everybody at the time because it was everybody could get the um, CERB was like the government okay. giveaway of money. Stimulus, yeah. For all. Um, so everyone was able to get served. I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we got a month of cancellations in the first yeah. month, which was pretty freaky, but within yeah. two weeks, we were busier than ever. So I took the ones that were really good back Okay. and then kept it small at that point. Nice. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you'll keep it small now moving forward or do you have aspirations of, of going, going big again? I've always had the dream of having, well, not always, because I didn't want to open it. <laughs> <laughs> I have recently, in the last few years, since owning a company, wanted to grow the company to the point that there was multiple vehicles, you know, and self-run, manager, super foreman, whatever. But after going through that with the with how employees are now as yeah. and generalizing that hundred percent, sure. but how most employees are now, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if it's, I mean, for one, I still have that problem with, I don't get men asking for jobs. And really, there aren't a lot of women plumbers, especially here. So how am I supposed to grow a company when there's no employees? To yeah. choose, you know? Is, is it still, like, is it real bad still, like, just the deficit of tradespeople or a shortage oh, of tradespeople? Yeah. You're still yeah. seeing that real oh, bad? It's, it's crazy. I don't know about elsewhere, but very much here because people come here to retire. Uh, yeah, you a live in a very people, specific type of community, too. Yeah, yeah, like, it's very unaffordable here to live. The price of food, the price of gas, like... Right now we're doing pretty good and we're at two bucks a liter. So that's eight dollars a gallon, everybody. Oh, wow. In the US of A. It's bad. It's bad. You know, like there was a point like I drive diesel van. It was like two seventy something a liter. Oh wow. And times that by four. I don't know what that equals. A lot. It's a lot of money. A lot, yeah. It's a lot so, of money. Yeah. And then housing, if you can even find a place to live here. Yeah. Like if you're, I am so blessed to own a home because if we were renting, we wouldn't be able to buy a place now. Yeah. Like we bought this place 13 years ago and wow. there's no way that we would be able to find a place now. Yeah. You can't find a rental. Like there's bidding wars for rentals. I feel like that's, that's all over, <coughs> excuse me, all over the country these days. Like I, I don't know how anybody is buying their first home in this no. market. I I, I feel really bad for people who are coming up in this in this market I right know. now. And it's unfortunate. Like a lot of people um, that I went to school with don't live here anymore because they can't. Yeah. Or it's cheaper to live elsewhere in Canada. You know, they moved to Alberta or yeah. wherever. Yeah. I don't know where they moved to. But they don't live here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was a lot of people that worked in construction. And, you know, it's it's you make more when you work in the camps too or you go off in these like northern areas and you work there you make like five times as much as you do making here oh you interesting make, yeah but you don't you know you either move there or you don't right. sleep in your own bed at night for 
you know, however many days you go to these camps. So gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. So we're in a very massive labor shortage and it's not just the, um, the trades it's, it's everywhere. It's like, you know, Tim Hortons, McDonald's. Yeah. And everywhere. Stores, you know, it's, it's crazy. Interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I I just um I just looked at the time, and um where are we at? We we yeah. spent an hour talking already. I feel like we're just scratching the surface. I've I had know, right? so much fun talking with you. Um, you've gotten lots of love in the comments. Um, it's been fun watching the comments kind of popping up. Um, but um, I I I want to be respectful of your time. I don't want to keep you much longer. But I do I do have to ask if we can go like a few minutes long because I have at least one yeah. more question I want to ask you. Okay. Awesome. So final question that I like to ask everybody is if you had the opportunity to talk to younger you, little baby Marianne, and maybe this is before you got into the trades, maybe this is before you started your own business, maybe this is somewhere along the line, but if you had the opportunity to talk to a younger version of yourself and give yourself some advice, what... Would that advice be? I guess it depends if it would change the future or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess, yeah, that younger self of mine, that mm. little picked on student in school. I'd probably tell her that all those people that are picking on you are going to try and be your friend later. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty comical, actually, sometimes. Um, yeah, I would just tell her that okay don't worry about it it's just high school it will pass <laughs> eventually <laughs> but I don't know I don't know there's a lot of things that I think I want to tell my younger self but probably one is just like just chillax and don't worry about other people think because it doesn't matter it really uh -huh. doesn't doesn't now doesn't then didn't then mm -mm. yeah doesn't matter I love that I have to follow that up though with a question another question because I you know we we say that, don't let it bother you, let it roll off your back, don't let other people's words affect you. And it's so easy to say, so much harder to do. Yeah, I wouldn't have listened to me. Right, because it is easy to say, it is very hard to do. Do you have, have a, like tools that you use or, 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 or ways that you help yourself, like remind yourself that lesson now like to because i think we all do it even as adults like we have those moments where we let other people's words affect us even though we know better intellectually mm -hmm. like that it doesn't matter and what they think doesn't matter but we still let it in sometimes do you have tools that you use to help remind you to not let that get under your skin my husband he's like literally when i'm getting all fired up which happens he actually <laughs> has dubbed me the Taz, <laughs> because it's just like a whirlwind. <laughs> um, yeah, usually when things are getting me all fired up, which usually has to do with work, because that's really the only thing that gets me fired up. Yeah, he's the one that coaxes me down. He's a bit older than me; like he's nine years older than me. He's been in construction ever since he was like thirteen. Oh wow! Roofer, everybody join roofing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he's been around a long time. You know, he's had uh, he's been raised with roofers, which is a pretty hard thing to do, I'm sure. So he lets things roll off so easily, and I think that he just kind of helps you like just relax just let it go you know and yeah sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but do yeah. i do it myself do i have tools myself not really <laughs> no <laughs> surrounding yourself with people who are a good support system that's awesome that's awesome yeah. well big thanks to to your partner then for being so supportive and and i think the takeaway from that is that having good people in your life is yeah. is how we remind ourselves and because sometimes we need a reminder too from the outside to be like hey it's okay you're gonna be all right like yeah. breathe you're definitely okay. surrounding yourself and in the people you know good people yeah that has been a very large point part of my life because yeah. when I was hanging out with not so good people mm -hmm. I was 
not in a very good place in my life. And now having like such a great group of friends who are nothing but genuine, having a great man in my life, you know, like I, it's, it's all about who you surround yourself with. It really, really, really is. So word of advice, if you have crummy people around you, get them out of there. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to that. And a fantastic note to end on because that's could not be a more true statement. Um, The people who surround you make all of the difference in the world. So thank you so very much, Marianne. We could talk for hours more. I'm sure there's so many things that we could dig into. Um, But this was so great getting to hear your story and your perspective and um, your successes. I'm so excited for you and everything that you've been able to accomplish. And I know it's just going to continue whatever you decide to do, whether it's growing into a massive corporation or keeping it small, you're going to be successful. So this was a ton of fun. Folks at home, I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know Marianne as much as I did. Um, Make sure that you tune in every week to meet more incredible women like Marianne. You can find her um, at The Lady Plumber on Instagram and on TikTok. I'll have all of her contact information, well not contact information, but where you can find her on social media um, down in the description below. So definitely follow her and show her some support and love and make sure you come back next week to meet another incredible woman of the trades we also release an archived episode of this series every monday so two times a week you get to meet an incredible woman every monday archive and every wednesday new live episodes always on youtube and on facebook at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern and of course you can always catch these episodes audio version only anywhere you listen to your podcasts If you enjoy this series, please take the time to subscribe, hit like, leave a review, leave a comment. Um, The more reviews we get, the more eyes get on these incredible women and get to celebrate along with them all of their successes as they pave a way in these incredibly non-traditional fields. So um, thank you all for your time, spending part of your evening with us tonight, and make sure you come back next week. Until next time, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. Take care. Bye, guys.